0: I'm a pusher. I'm a doer. I'm a gold digger.
1: Oh, I like that. Oh, a gold, gold digger. digger. Yeah. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Bad boy, baby. Ralph Tresbank. Thank small. On the pod, man, we've got um, Sophie Stojkovic with us here today. She's a supermodel based out of LA. She's doing a lot of cool things, and she is gorgeous, as Thank you too. can see. Thank so, you so, much. so we are so happy to have you. Thank you for coming. Um, tell me a little about yourself. What is your? What do you do right now? I mean, you're modeling, but you own a, You're part of a management company.
0: Yeah, so we are a boutique um, modeling agency, also an influencer agency. We are capable of just, like, setting up lots of fashion events. And we throw together all kinds of stages, you know, pop-up events, all kinds of stuff. Like, right now, we're going to go do Coachella. So, last last time we did the Super Bowl, we, we threw a huge event. Mario Lopez was there. He hosted our whole show. And it was awesome.
1: That's so cool. Yeah. That's so So, when you do an event, though, is it... Um, are you finding talent? Are you bringing talent in from the oh, agency?
0: Right. So it, I'm, I'm more of on the developmental aspect of things. So I essentially kind of helped build the brand. So that goes within, you know, the people that we hire. I mean, it's kind of like catch and release. You know, you just keep going and you, you know, mob through the traffic, bob and weave and just kind of put it together.
1: As a model. So you you... We talked a little yesterday to give everybody a little background because I I didn't know a a bunch about Sophie. So um, you grew up in L.A.
0: Yeah, so I was born and raised in Burbank, California. But um, I'm first-generation American. My parents are originally from Serbia and Croatia, originally.
1: She still has a little bit of an accent.
0: That's weird. See, I never felt that. I always thought that I I had, like, a perfectly clean...
1: It only comes out, like a little bit that's what you (laughs) just like a little hint of it
0: interesting you can tell i'm not from here
1: so you grow up in la um what kind of upbringing did you have um what kind of relationship did you have with your parents are you guys close um and how much did that influence or did they influence your decision to get into modeling
0: well for me it was always just kind of like a notion i always just kind of knew i was going to be a model very very young age i got into it Um, I didn't really take it very seriously until maybe about a few years ago Um, but My parents and I are really close. Actually. We talk like almost every single day Uh, My mom and dad are divorced also remarried. I have um, two siblings older sister Alex and the younger one Vivian and the younger one is from a second marriage from my father's side Um, growing up, I used to go back to the island where I'm from, it's called Kirk, and also Belgrade, so I spent a lot of times, time overseas with my father, and then during, like, winter time and stuff like that, I was mostly in school here, and we just kind of, you know, my dad was always around and stuff, like, we were all very, very close, but, you know, like, we, we had a pretty tight-knit I'd say upbringing you know what I mean we're very very family-oriented people yeah. that's the
1: best right there so um Sophie and I spoke yesterday and I was like we should you know we should do a podcast and she was kind enough to say uh, of course and um we wanted to touch or talk about today uh, mental health and modeling yeah. um and I think it's super interesting too because you grew up here so yeah. you've kind of seen it in a different light, where everybody's like, "Oh, I'm going to LA. I'm gonna go live in LA. I'm gonna go make it big." You you watched it growing up. Um, at what age did you decide that um, you wanted to be a model? And then at, at um, how much did it benefit you growing up here to get into that industry?
0: Believe it or not, um, I've had this dream for such a long time, and people are like, "Why didn't you, you know, go this hard sooner?" And the truth is, is like again within. The mental health aspect of things. The times that I wanted to get into it, of course, I always wanted to, you know, my, my biggest dream was to like walk down the Victoria's Secret runway fashion show, things, and like it was that or nothing. Like wow. I was like either full throttle or not at all. And um, at that time, I was still in school, so I was running track. And so at that, you know, my, <laughs> I'll just put it this way, I had a lot of you know slim thick
1: she's got that going on yeah, you know I what i'm saying
0: all that junk in the trunk <laughs> all right she
1: got them so cakes
0: I, yeah the cakes were, were there at the time and they wasn't even that cool and to be you know athletic athletically built at that time so it was really difficult for me to get into it because they'd always be like oh one one inch less one inch less one inch less and i'd be like i just don't know what to do like i'm like a teenager like you know i'm a growing person like So that was like a part of that mental health battle. And you'd think that like growing up in Los Angeles, it would help you. But in fact, it doesn't because you still go to school out here. And it's usually the people that are from out of state that make it way harder for you to come up, especially because you are from here. Really? Yeah. So they're the ones that end up making the like rules like, oh, yeah, if you're from L.A., you're like, oh, snobby. That's not true. It's always the people that are in L.A. that are the chillest. And then it's like the people from out of state that bring in new rules that set the bar to like be harder. That's yeah. Cause That's they, they have this like trip thinking that they worked so much harder when in fact it's no different.
1: Yeah. Because you're just, you grew up here. So yeah. you're saying that you're like 13 years old and somebody's telling you, you got to lose weight. Yeah. And like you're skinny, you're just athletically built. Yeah. Um, how do, you, how do you take that? How do you deal with that? What's the mentality at that point when you're hearing that? You're young. You probably don't really know how to process it.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You plaster, you know, models all over your room, you know, like you, because, you know, it's motivation. It's like your favorite thing. You literally have like model shrines like everywhere. You're obsessed. And thinking that like you're just I've always felt like I was just that close every single time. Just like that close to being like where I need to be. And to this day, I still feel that way but yet I'm so much closer than I ever was. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's, it's like a pinnacle. Tiny little you know, hole and your trajectory is right on point, but for some reason, every time you try to get through that hole, it just goes a little further away. Right. So it's almost like a mirage, a tunnel dream, like you, know, you think that you're gonna get there, but you end up knowing everybody, and then you know, your surroundings are essentially what make you you now.
1: That's crazy. Well, so you so you you have that happen, <clears throat> so obviously it's gonna fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first time. When was the next time somebody um, when you were modeling was like, "Hey, uh, Sophie, you need to lose weight or your, or it, maybe it's not weight.
0: Oh, now I need to gain weight.
1: So yeah, so like what is it, what's the standard now? Because we were talking on the way over here and you're 5'10", 6'3", with heels, correct? Mm-hmm. And are there models? or is, is that the standard or are models supposed to be taller or shorter? Or well, what? It
0: just depends. what's
1: desirable?
0: So like you have different types of, now there's like media and the way that things are needing to be marketed and sold. You have categories of modeling, see. Runway models, um, you either a make it really big or you make the least amount, but yet you're still the most desired on a runway because you can still rock sample sizes. So that's why you need to be tall and skinny. A lot of times, like that, that build looks best on the runway. But they, they change that vibe too. Like now you can be a plus. Now plus size is like encouraged on the runway too because it's realistic. But I'm saying like the highest paid models in the world are usually like this Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how that goes because designers make sample sizes and that's just what you need to fit
1: who is your role your role model if that makes Uh, sense growing up right because like and when did you get to your height too because you're not a short girl
0: well my idols were essentially like my 90s angels were Giselle Vincent of course why because she's my like heartthrob you know I mean. she was always very very business oriented me and her have very similar measurements and i just kind of idolized her and i just loved the way she was um so she was one i loved candace swanapol she was one of my favorites too i got to meet her at a signing i almost cried i almost died i almost fell over I like Ugh.
1: you fanned your older were super hard
0: super hard and like what when i was there there was a huge like line for the signing and i remember i was like 17 years old Alessandro Ambrosio, Carly, Kloss, and Candace, I still have a picture of it, um, were all behind that gate and so the guards like popped open the the, the rope and I went backstage. It, I was like, No, 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 I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where the line is. I'm not one of the models. Right. So they confused me with one of the models. First first and foremost, I was like shitting my pants over that.
1: I bet. So it was like, bet. a
0: huge wake up call and then when as I was walking back, people were asking me for my for my autograph. I was laughing my ass off because I was like, wait, what? Me? No, no, no. I'm just like a a fangirl.
1: (laughs) But you know for next time she's going to be like, I'm supposed to be here.
0: Well, yeah, I've always felt that way. Like I felt like I always vibed best with models just because, you know, you share those same struggles. Right. You know, people are like, oh, yeah, you have pretty privilege. No, that's not true. In fact, people purposely put things in your way because they think that you get everything easier. So they'll like put obstacles in your way.
1: That's so interesting. So, you, so then when you tell somebody, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a supermodel, this is what I do, if they ask or whatever it might be, um, do you get different vibes from them after that, maybe? Depending yeah. on who it is, probably.
0: Uh, yeah, environmental factors are huge nowadays, kind of like categorizing models. You know, you have influencers, you have, you have petite models, plus size, runway, editorial, you know, high fashion. It's the same thing. Like within each niche, you have different characters of like how you should like uh project yourself okay okay so and to make that question a little bit more clear what do you mean
1: if you're Around people in Los Angeles, Um, like you said, there's influencers, there's athletes, there's all these different people. And you said you gravitate more towards models. Is there is that a is there a reason for that? Is it because you're just in the same thing, and other people are like, oh, we don't want to be around that, or is it more so because you're just like the there's the commonality and the camaraderie between the models themselves?
0: Well, yeah, I mean as. Well, for me personally, as somebody who does develop, you know, businesses, you also have an eye, a keen eye for talent. So growing up, I've always been really good at grouping people together. Um, And naturally within your niche, I mean, you only have time to hang out like, you know, your work, your play and your work kind of become one. You mix your business with your pleasure. So your niche essentially becomes the people that you hang out with, people that you work with the most. And LA is kind of like that. You know, a lot of actors kind of stick together, a lot of models, it it is clicky, but I mean, in the end, you end up kind of mixing it up, I guess, from time to time. Nightlife is like the only place you can really like, gel with people out here if you want to get on like an actual, you know, known basis, I guess, which is why that's like another toxicity about, you know, mental health um, out here, like you can't really network and mix groups unless you are in a public or party setting. Okay. It doesn't have to be toxic, but the truth is, is when you're out there, you're networking, or you're partying. There's do you, no in between.
1: Do you notice yourself after you, you know, started coming up a little bit? You said you really got kicking it off a couple years ago. Obviously, you're killing it now. Um, did you notice yourself partying more and going out, or just going out more? Oh, yeah. Even if you're not drinking, you're still out till two in the morning because yep. that could potentially lead to another opportunity. Correct.
0: Precisely. Um, you never want to like. Excuse me. you never want to miss out on uh, let's say like an event because there could be somebody that you might need to know in that group of people and that's like the whole clout chasing thing you don't necessarily clout chase it's like when you when you are in the industry you know people are your everything so again you always want to be personable and yeah you want to be there and you want to be square and sometimes you're exhausted you work like three different jobs that day But in the end, like you have to go out there and make that connection because it just might be that one connection. And believe it or not, there's like so many times where I never regretted going out because I did end up meeting the people that I needed to meet. But yeah, it it takes a toll. It taxes your body. I mean, even just, yeah, like just not sleeping in general and working really hard. So, yeah.
1: Well, that's interesting too then, because that brings me to another point. Um there's probably a bunch of times where you're sitting there and you're going, okay, I have no interest in going out. Maybe even there's going to be people there that you don't want to see, of the time. but like you, but, but you do it. But are you happy? No, no. <laughs> Cause like, because like you, you're, you're not going to want to go out all the time. You're not going to want to do that all the time. You want to sit home and get some sleep. But just like with this, for me, if I'm not out making connections, there's nothing.
0: But then again, you yeah, you're right. And like, you think about this and it's like, If it was easy, everyone would do it. Right. There's a reason why you got to go so hard. You have to give your 100%, 110% to get to where you want. So if that means that you have to miss out on sleep for a whole year to make your whole life set, then that's what you're going to do. Yeah. You're not going to be chasing a pinnacle. You're going to reach your pinnacle, and you're going to go through it. And guess what? A lot of times you're going to have to leave people behind because, you know, when you're going through a door, you can't always take everyone with you. You got to go alone and then slowly start pulling the people up. And like, for me, my life is not nearly as good unless i realize realized this. Like there's, you know, just even during, you know, the pandemic, you realize how important it is to have a social setting that you can trust people that you can trust, like an inner circle, if you would. And for the longest time, it, it made me realize that while I was going through that door, I didn't realize that I had to leave people behind. And I had to leave a lot of those important things that I used to prioritize behind because I had to start making new priorities. And so, for example, my friend Olivia, I mean, like we've just been constants in each other's lives, you know? And it happens effortless. I didn't have that until I realized why it is that we get along so well. It's because we're in the same circle. She's, a, she's like a photographer, videographer, you know, Prada, uh, OJ Prada. Productions. <laughs> that was so good. Well, she's still working on to Shut up. But um,
1: Olivia is the best, though. She for is real. the
0: best. It's like it's you know you think about that and like you guys are always in line. Like everything you do, you guys kind of mob and rob together. You know, it's like it's a it's a package deal.
1: It has to be. So it
0: makes sense. Like it just makes so much more sense to be with people that are constants, and it's hard to hold on to like even like touching base with family. Like it's impossible sometimes because. You you want to be able to talk to them for hours on end, but she just can't, cause it, that's how um, demanding media is. That's how demanding all of these little like, you know. Now they have those self tape castings. Horrible. Right. I can't stand them. Oh my god, I'm. Such that was was that what you
1: were talking about yesterday? Oh
0: my god, it's, I'm, I feel like such a dweeb. Like I can't <laughs> even do it. <laughs> like it's
1: so the scripts bad. are pretty funny.
0: Oh, my, I'm am a model. Like I'm not an actress. Don't make. At one time I had to do Screamo.
1: No. Is yeah. there a video They're of this? Liquid
0: death. They were like, literally like, you have to be a Southwestern mom, folding laundry, okay. and then you have to give your best death howl.
1: Damn. Do you, is, there, is there a video of that, though?
0: I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. I'm going to scare everybody. <laughs> it's scary enough. It's, it's fine.
1: I need to see this. I need to at least hear it.
0: Uh, one day I'll post it. It'll go viral. You
1: need, you need to. <laughs> it's God.
0: so bad. No, I need to work on my death howl though. And you listen to some hate breed.
1: Well, everybody's got to have a little bit that they're in their life, you know, <laughs> like everybody's got that anger <laughs> bent up when you're in the shower, no, you know, no. you're just letting it out.
0: Oh no, I don't like go that hard, but, um, coffee,
1: coffee. you gotta have the coffee. So, um, anyways, so you're coming up, uh, you, as a model, I've got to ask how often are you worried about your body? I know that's very general by the way but i just like feel like that's all wrapped into one
0: so it's kind of like 90 percent of the time when you when i when you when i said oh i'm not happy but are you happy i'm not happy because it's it's you have to be a professional athlete pretty much you know um you have to eat you know like you know you don't really get hungry because you understand that that's your you just become used to like your normal feeding you know like i don't explain it it, I'm not that body conscious because it's not hard for me to stay in shape. It used to be because I had a lot more energy expenditure than before. So now I kick it and like, I like to like stretch. I like to do a lot of Pilates, I like a lot of cardio. Um, I eat very clean. I have a ketogenic diet. Um, naturally, I don't really eat too much like carby foods. like if I do you know keep it minimal, I eat more times throughout the day. So these are all um, habits that you actually form. And I recently kind of went through this phase and it's called an activation period. It's getting back in the gym where, you know, sometimes when you don't do anything as a model and you just eat clean, your body's best for runway. But then you start taking pictures and you're like not really that happy. So then you start wanting to get back in the gym and toning up, in which case it's an activation period and like a new habit forming process of understanding how much more or less you would need to eat. And I don't really gauge it based on caloric value. I just kind of go as I please. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. But like it's more of a feeling and and it's ritual that you have to change. So it's like the rituals in your day, what you have to sacrifice, what habits you're exchanging. And that is what it takes to be essentially me. Like you have to make time to go to the gym no matter what if you want to feel better. You have to continue for 21 whole days in a row you have to eat appropriately. You can't overindulge in any specific thing, you know? And it's like you you rely on that strict routine to make money, to feel better. And so therefore you don't really think about, you know, how your body looks. It just naturally forms that way because of how like you feel like a navy seal.
1: You seem like you have great <laughs> habits, though. That's so it seems like it's so key in anything you're doing, but especially with with your job because it is so scrutinized and i
0: tried I, I could i just couldn't
1: imagine like walking in and being like i think she needs to lose another inch yeah you know what i mean that's like mind-blowing for me um when's the what was the one time and obviously you don't have to be specific with people or places or the shoot what was one time or one thing that's maybe ingrained in your mind that you were told that was like uh you know kind of fucked up demoralizing um and how did you use that to motivate you
0: um it was usually just like you know going into like let's say talent agencies and them not realizing that i mean even from my point of view now i could never turn down a beautiful face or somebody who just like has some kind of emanating light that you just you can just see that they're talented it's demoralizing when you walk into an agency, somebody tells you to drop an inch and then tells you that you're too commercial. When in fact, you're literally like, one of the most leading at this time, like editorial magazine cover, you know, booking agents. You know what I mean? That's what you do, like that's what I started doing. And it was hilarious to me to see how, from, from looking back, I used to feel it was like a piece of shit. You know, like, oh, like you're not gonna make it because you're, you smile too much. Or, you know, before I used to smile too much. Now, apparently, I don't smile enough.
1: You got that RBF? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, people are... I mean, your job is essentially to be a human hanger. And people are meant to judge you based off of first appearance. So now, it's like something that you just kind of... Is integrated within you. Some people are going to like you. Some people are not going to like you. But you don't really feel like... Like, that's like second nature. Like, you just don't really care about being judged. Like, I just... That doesn't click to me like I don't feel that I don't have that sensitivity I
1: want to hear one good thing that's happened to you in the last week it doesn't have to be you know business related anything like that I want to I want to hear one good thing that you oh. uh that had happened even last week
0: my credit score went up 34 points
1: fucking gang gang dude <laughs> let's go that's a fucking awesome one that's a mental health boost if Ooh, I've ever seen that's one a Good
0: feeling. Those so there's that's
1: where my train of thought was going so <laughs> uh, with your coach and I actually wrote it down, which is why I have a notepad. But um, are you 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 look for new talent? You acquire new talent for the agency. Um, when I can, yes. When you can, is it difficult being on the other side of that when yeah. you have to tell a girl who's maybe been working hard or thinks she has it, you're not the one for the shoot?
0: Sorry to interrupt Go, Go. No, right there. I'm the worst interrupter. I'm trying not to. When it comes down to that, um, you never, in my opinion, you you would never turn down talent. It's your fault as an agency for not having, if somebody's that determined, they're going to make your company money. Okay? You have a category to put them in. So if they aren't, you know, if you're 5'4 and you really want to be a runway model, unless you're like literally kissing designers asses or doing some kind of shit behind the scenes you're not going to get on i mean you can there's like places where you can just unlikely but yeah it's not really a likely situation so therefore you try to express to them that they can do the same thing monetize and even make you know quadruple fold being just themselves as an influencer so that's my job is to gear them in the right direction as somebody who is elder in a company
1: so you try to fit them in and i'm sure this is true with you you does everybody have a niche of far as far like okay like she's great for these kind of shoots and she sucks for these ones or
0: exactly even i i don't really work for screamo okay i'm not i can't
1: believe that
0: (laughs) i'm i i try i'm not a southwestern mom but i'm sure somebody else can pull that off yeah. I mean, I tried, but like I said, like you don't really take personal offense as a model. If anything, I should be the most butthurt because of how mean they really can be, right? But, I mean, you, you just have that tough skin in the industry. At that point, you just don't really feel.
1: So talk about that. Talk about, And I know... And
0: these people are still new, the people that come into my agency, and they want to be a part of something. So it's in my best interest is to like either A, mentor them and give them proper advice to where they want to go, if you know, but you don't just smile. In my opinion, I don't like the way this this goes because a lot of agencies don't have time for you. Oh, we're too bad. No, you're going to be kind enough because you were in their shoes before and you're going to tell them, uh, well, for, for what you want to do, this would be the best criteria to follow. And if you don't make it, I would go the influential route, which is the best and easiest and the freest in my opinion. Like you're not bound to any specific contract so like you kind of gotta like tell them where to go because they don't really know and they're gonna take offense like if they don't really know what it is that they're doing wrong isn't it the worst when like people tell you oh fix it but you're like I don't know how
1: it's, at least you're empathetic to that though that's huge because yeah. for somebody like yourself that's done so well with it and you still have higher and better goals that you want to accomplish you want, you still understand that you know these girls that are coming in you don't want to kill their dreams that's not what you're there to do
0: oh no i'm not a dream killer at all i'm a, I'm a motivational person
1: so what's mean them and, and and when when does it happen the most or mm-hmm. what specific story when you just when you say, um, you know, maybe the industry is mean or some of the people can be mean. What, what do you mean by that?
0: It's kind of like what you hear behind closed doors. Um, again, it's like, you know, you'll you'll know agents before, you know, and then you pop to a different agency, but so so on and so forth. And you hear what, what people say behind closed doors. They're like, yeah, I don't know. She just doesn't have it. And I'm like, um, actually, if you were kind enough to actually set up proper shoot for her and try at least try give it a go you might see that she might actually be able to fit in within a place that your agency can still make money off of it see now that's just business every person understands how important people are now influencing um, your environment now if I was that person I can't possibly be my ex-agent because of how nasty he was talking or not him but like. You have different agents throughout your life. You've been in Italy or Milan or like wherever. And you're like understanding how ruthless they are because they have a specific look in mind and they have tunnel vision. And they're not gonna stop and like, you know, nurture you and take care of your feelings. But again, being in LA, having a smile, being cordial and nice, even though you don't like somebody in public. um, You might not, I might not like their look for me, but somebody out there will. And that's what you need to understand is separating business, okay, from what you, what your vision is. Now, when you put the two together, I'm sorry to tell you, but most any business has to forfeit some kind of emotional equity. Of course, you know, Of course. you have to give something in order to get something. So in my opinion, it's, it's being able to set aside what's business and what's a vision. So my vision essentially is
1: I like that a lot. I like the way you said that a lot.
0: I like runway. I'm all, I'm obsessed with really tall, you know, slim figures because that's something that I can relate to naturally. I love it. I grew up watching it. It's my favorite thing to watch. I don't know why. I love it. Okay? But again, it doesn't matter because there's this one girl who just blows people out of the water. I mean, like, she's beautiful, fit, sexy, charismatic, has everything. Like, sex bomb. Icon. Just has it. You're not gonna say, oh, you can't walk in my show because you're not six foot seven. Of course. You know, like that's not a vibe. Like if she has it, she has it. If she has the attitude, she has the attitude. You can pull off the look, do it.
1: When you don't have those, when you have that somebody telling you those things or whatever behind closed doors, how are you dealing with that internally? Like, for self specifically, um, when someone's, like, downed you or has said something or things have happened in the past, what, what tools do you use to get back to where you need to be? Because no one likes anybody talking shit.
0: Well, precisely why this is what I've learned, okay? Throughout the years, usually when somebody is pointing something out that they don't like about you, it's a self-projection, meaning that it's their insecurity that shines upon you. So you're often, like they see something that they don't like because they can't deal with themselves having this quality. So it's a projection. So you have to understand that from their standpoint, as a person, they can't help but point that out because they can't stand that about themselves. Nine times out of 10. Or sometimes you just want to be a good friend and in your opinion, I think you have spinach in your teeth. And I'm sorry to tell you, but you need to go clean it up and then, you know, get back to it. There's critique and there's criticism. So it just depends on how you're going to decorate that the piece of news.
1: That's an interesting way to put it. I like that because you have to be able to separate that in your business. Mm-hmm. You have to. Yeah, I think construct like my biggest my biggest problem for instance with this podcast is I like to interrupt. Just like, I'm so antsy. I've drank so much fucking Red Bull or whatever. Like I'm like, let's talk everybody, let's fucking go. And then I interrupt I people. You here for eight hours. Dude, I can literally sit here forever doing a podcast, but, um, but that's like my biggest problem. So I try to work on that every single time. So I'm not interrupting nearly as much. Um, but yeah, constructive criticism can be tough, but I think it, it all depends on the person you are as well, right, are you willing to accept it? Are you willing to do something with it, right? Today's podcast is brought to you by one of the absolute best real estate agents in the Cleveland market, Tom Sugar with Howard Hanna Real Estate. Tom's here to help you understand the home buying and selling process. Um, he's here to ensure that you're also always going to get the best price, whether you're buying a home or whether you're selling a home, and his customer service skills are top notch. Give Tom a call at 216-406-2841. That's 216-406-2841. You can call or text him or visit his website, sugsells.com, S-H-U-G-S-E-L-L-S.com. S-H-U-G-S-E-L-L-S.com. Visit Tom Sugar, everybody. He is the best. What's one place in your modeling career where do you where you think you can improve?
0: Um, there's always room to grow. I am. Uh, people are like, "Oh wow!" Based on how you live, you know, you're so, you know, neat, organized. You know, your whole life really looks put together. But the truth is, is I'm so not perfect. It's it. It comes down to that whole ninety percent of the time. I don't want to go out. Uh, 90% of the time I don't want to go to the gym I'm like lethargic, I'm exhausted it's too much so organization within my life and being able to um, uh, I guess pick and choose properly who is going to help shape my life further like my present self needs to be able to help my future self by being more organized Okay. so that's where I need to um, be a little tighter with myself Because you need to be obedient to yourself, you need to be able to actually follow through and say what you're going to do the next day and make it happen because only you're, you're the only person in your life that can fix it. So being more stern with what it is that I want and need versus what is thrown in my direction. Mm -hmm. Like it's one thing like I may not have right now, I did a lot of work to put problems out of my life. Right. I don't want to create more problems for my own life right so a lot of times you have people around you that will consume you and give you their problems and you know it's not your fault that you don't really want to take that so, so being able to, to gauge who it is that is in your life and who isn't and being very stern about like having like mindsets so you want a, a versatility of people like you want a versatile group of people but you also want to have people with the right type of mentality so that's what i need to fix right now is like i have maybe two or three good connections in my life um but most of them honestly tend to be i mean i hate to say this but a waste of your time
1: and and that's a phenomenal point you just made so i had gone through some i'd put myself through a bunch of shit, and i was being dumb for a while um, over the last year. So, you know, I did have a friend actually, and I'll call him out, his name's Greg Manuel. He's a really good dude. And he uh I was complaining, I was drinking, I was doing a bunch of coke, I was being stupid. He's like, uh, give me two things happened. He's like, I have to separate myself from this. Because it was impeding on his life, just as you had spoken about, right? Mm-hmm. So I have nothing but respect for that. Because you can't, you can't impede on somebody's life like that. Mm-hmm. And then the other side of it too, that I think was kind of interesting, is when you said that he goes, "You need to simplify your life," yeah. right? And like that was some of the greatest advice ever. Because it's so true. When you just, oh. yeah, man, fucking mind blowing. Because it's, <laughs> it's so it is so much easier. Yeah. And like I, I have memories in my head of people saying oh man if you write it down you'll be more organized you do this and um man it's so fucking true it's so true so do you so what's an average day then for you like start to finish i'm sure there's so many variables that changes but what what's an average day
0: well i mean my ideal day usually starts i mean how i would like this to go okay? okay But are you happy? I I would be, you know, I never used to think this is happiness until I realized how happy I really am when I get my date started early. Okay. So I like to start around like, if I can, six, you know, drink a little coffee, drink some water, whatever, go to the gym, intermittent fasting, whatever. Come back, make a little breakfast, start banging out emails, reaching out to brands, making brand deals, talking to people, film a casting, go to a casting. Come back um, and ideally, I mean, or do a shoot, or whatever, assuming I got paid that day. Yeah, of course. That's important. That's <laughs> yeah. the biggest part. And if you're not, you're like just cranking out emails because you really just need to make deals for yourself no matter what. But um, if you don't do that, then yeah, you want to be in bed by like nine so you can get a full eight hours because, you know, your body can only naturally run on that high frequency, and you end up cranking out way more work because you're more organized and more obedient to yourself.
1: How important is sleep to you?
0: <laughs> Very, but I mean, sometimes you go on a 12.36 is what I call it. Okay. <laughs> so you sleep for 12, and then this is these are the days where you're just absolutely, just have way too many things going on, from shows to photo shoots to business meetings to this, that, the other, people from across the country, you know you have to be there so sometimes you know or and then there's an event and you can't miss that because again and you have people there that you might really need to meet so you go from like 36 hours you don't know how you have like micro sleeps throughout the time and then 12 you're just knocked out and then you can do this for like a sequence of three days before you're you completely dilapidate as a person like just <laughs>
1: No. I, lo- I love this advice because th- that's literally what just happened to me while we were here. Yeah. and that's We didn't, you're, you're, we you're didn't you're sleep for shit. You're done being
0: dickhead. Like you're done being that piece of shit. Dude. And it's okay. Like I feel you on that because like even though you're not... Just, just being surrounded by those people makes you those people. So doing anything in general, it's, it's again, it's people that you want to start surrounding yourself.
1: You just with. get sick of yourself.
0: So I want to start surrounding myself with day people because I realize that there's people out there who are just as successful... But aren't tangled up in the nightlife so much? Like they're more of like the day animals that wake up during the day and still are billionaires.
1: Yeah, know. like you'd rather catch them at Starbucks at seven a.m. than at the club at ten. A
0: hundred percent, and that's uh, the part that. of growing up—just It's just being grown now.
1: Like, what was the party scene? I'm a
0: woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm God such damn a it! Woman. What,
1: what was the party scene doing? like growing up for you, and how indulged in it were you?
0: Oh, to be honest, okay, so I mean. In high school, I never really went out to parties because in Europe, that's where it was fucking at. You know, you want to party, you party harder in Europe than you will ever. So you wait for the whole summer. Never really hung out with the popular kids. I was kind of a nerd. I was like, I was like. You were
1: not a nerd. Don't even try to tell me you were a nerd. I was
0: pretty like, I'm like dorky. I was dorky. I hung out with like a lot of the outcasts. But to be fair, I found them more interesting. Like, I didn't really like the parties out here weren't that cool. Plus, all the boys that I liked, like. You know, my friends were already, like, humping on. So I was like, there's no point in me even trying to go out. What am I going to do there? I'm just going to break my own heart. I'd rather go out to Europe and rage the entire summer and, you know, do whatever the fuck I want and then come back and then be, like, on point. So that's how I grew up. Like, even as a younger kid, like, that's how that was. Like, you know, 14 years old, you're just, like, raging. And it's crazy because, like, I should be out of that scene, but everybody loves going out here. I mean, there's just nothing else to do i'm exhausted because it's true okay so i i lived in hawaii for five years i'm from an island i'm an island girl
1: dude everybody out here has lived in hawaii for some amount of time
0: and like you know you just got used to
1: fucking you
0: (laughs) you got used to the sun the sand the negative ions every day that didn't matter whether you're freaking homeless which i was it was fucking great it doesn't matter whether you were homeless uh you're you're the happiest homeless person because you just don't need anything. And right. that was one of the biggest lessons I did learn in life. How minimalist I can be and how efficient you can be just through that. And I, I, I realized that that's one thing that drives me insane out here. It's an hour and a half to get to the beach and the beach smells like fucking shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a beach snob. I like what the beaches are. Nice. Well, we were
1: just, we noticed <laughs> the difference.
0: I just don't like it here. It's cold and, and, and. There's nobody to communicate with except for your night animals because that's just how that's the extra time that you do have. So then you just kind of get stuck in that loop, and it's exhausting. So I just really want to take a vacation. Anybody out there who wants to take me away, please.
1: <laughs> Not kidnap her. She wants to go on a vacation.
0: Yeah, like you can totally <laughs> – we'll figure out the rent situation. I'll leave for like two, three months and just – Oh, become yeah. a new person let's go let's dude go. Let's if you go on a, a two monk. three
1: month vacation i will take your do, apartment
0: do you want <laughs> i
1: swear to god i will pay for that
0: i was gonna say you know you this should, is a
1: perfect location you should
0: start doing podcasts with Balinese monks bro
1: do you know any Balinese monks because well, i will be one. down let's go well, let's
0: go become Balinese monks for a week
1: i would do that yeah i would do that
0: what is that even a word
1: i don't know monks are a word a (laughs) polynesian listen all i know is monks
0: i used to be blonde so i used to be able to blame my stupidity on that one but
1: isn't there a scene in an adam sandler movie where they go see monks where in an adam sandler movie they go see monks in a scene and he beats the fuck out of one of the monks. I can't remember what oh, oh, anger management. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. My With answer. Jack Nicholson. I'm yeah, or pretty. Jack. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so
0: pretty. <laughs> pretty and gay.
1: Goose Fraba. What's it like being a supermodel in the dating scene?
0: Oh, my God. You know, you'd be surprised, man.
1: I don't know what I'm going to be it's right now. I'm excited for this answer.
0: You. Okay, one because of my natural stern energy, just my look in general is apparently aggressive, okay? It's aggressive enough. Now add my strong characteristics to it. Now you have big dick energy.
1: BDE, there's no doubt. And
0: I'm just like, dude, it's not big dick energy. I'm just trying not to fucking die and you're not helping. So I have to rely on myself. And so naturally you become an independent woman and you're really strong and pretty and people just don't like that about you. Men get super emasculated sometimes. Unless they're, like, really filthy rich, which they're not usually rich and then they're older, so you want to date older, but then you realize you're missing out on, like, the fun times with, like, somebody who yeah. is your age. So then you're just kind of stuck in the middle, and you're just, like, honestly, the people that you do get attracted to don't really have anything but personality. So now, all I'm after, <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, like, you settle for just a decent personality out here. And now, there, you don't find love in L.A. That's why I'm a lonely person. I have yet to find somebody... Who has all the characters, characteristics and traits that I want in a person. But again, I mean, sometimes you don't get to choose, you know? If you fall in love with someone, you fall in love with somebody. Like, it's not your choice. But I still... I mean, LA is literally so repulsive to me.
1: I believe that. But I believe that. Even with some of the women that I had met when I was out here, I was like, yo. Like, we were out, and this one chick... You know who I'm talking about. We were out, and like, <laughs> she was... She was, she was, like, pretty drunk. She's, like, I just literally walked outside to smoke a cigarette, and she's, like, oh, can I just stay at your place tonight? I was, like, yo, dude, I just met you, like, 20 minutes ago, and I'm cool on a rape charge, so. No
0: way. Yeah,
1: dude. She was just all into it. It was real weird. I mean, it wasn't weird. I'm an amazing-looking guy, but, um, no, I, but I feel that for you, and because you are super pretty. You could be intimidating, like, um, to a lot of guys I could see that
0: well what it comes down to is I have like a toxic trait and it's usually finding people like I'm a great nurture motivational person I like to take care of things naturally nurt, i just the, that way like I can't help but if somebody's over I like to be overly hospitable you know like put my best foot forward and if someone's down I don't really let them feel down and I'm like more of a motivational person so a lot of times I'll find pieces of work I'll get them up and running, and get them, you know, on their feet in the sense of like you know, emotionally bring them up, and then their confidence level starts to get out of out of hand, and then you're just like, all right, you know, what you're doing. So that's kind
1: of that's kind of so what. So now we part ways.
0: And that's See, that's kind of how that goes for me.
1: Yo, I feel that because I feel like I am because I'm like uh, not rich, don't have a six pack, but I have uh, a bunch of confidence for no reason.
0: No, and that's all you like. I'm telling you with people. Like it's hard to talk to me a lot of times people can't really find what i say interesting people don't want to hear what i have to say i'm there to like decorate a scene but here you are you know and out of a whole group of men in, in, in a party you'd be the first person to sit down you're like hold on let me just Bend over right now and just sorry, not bend over. Let me let me lean down. And tie, over. Let me lean down and tie my clown shoes because I'm about to be the only guy she's talking to at this party. For sure. You know, telling good jokes and having a sense of humor I think wins over a lot. I mean, now what makes I think a relationship amazing for me? Financial stability on both ends. The sex has to be great, obviously. And if you guys laugh a lot, that's like a forever kind of thing. I mean, I'm not really a fighter. I don't really fight, so.
1: What's the appropriate amount of sex from you on a weekly basis?
0: Oh, God, I've been out of this scene. Like, I'm. I know Me too, really man. Funny. I'm on a dry spell, I'm but. i lucky if I get laid these days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> get the fuck out of here. See? No,
0: get the fuck
1: out mean, of here. You're you such be, a liar. You would be
0: shocked. You would be shocked. I think I'm
1: going on like two weeks now. I mean, it's wow. been at least a week. I haven't gotten laid in LA. Maybe three.
0: Must be nice. Yeah, yeah see, but... I go eight months at a time here. Because it's like, for me to have any sex with anybody, everybody needs to know about it.
1: You are really a monk.
0: I'm freaking hating my life. From This is why, this is like, this is the part of Los Angeles where when you are super interactive amongst people and when you are popular or getting popular, you don't want to be too... Promiscuous in this city for men it might be different for me I can't go out there and be promiscuous it's gonna really taint my energy yeah they'll be
1: like Sophie slept with this fucking bar rat the other day or some shit whoever
0: and it would come out yeah so like you have to be really careful I mean personally my sex life I mean when I was um, and I was like in relationships for years at a time and I always say like hey at least like twice a week would be like normal right or even like once a week and that's like later in like life even th- if you want to fuck every day i'm usually down but you know you got like yeah, to take a break cuz that's like natural Yeah, you're getting in the somewhere. beginning once you're like in a just starting in a, in a relationship just depends you know first year like you guys are humping like every day every day and then like once that once that starts to sizzle a lot and once you guys are like getting to know each other then usually it's like you know once a week is like normal, adequate, if that. You're making and me
1: look then. like such an asshole for saying that. And even that.
0: then, <laughs> and even then, you still want to fuck like way more than you ever did in your life. Wait, like, what's it like a being a
1: boyfriend dating a supermodel? Then, because like you got, is, <laughs> do you get insecure boyfriends?
0: Oh yeah, oh, of course. I mean, naturally, it's just I have had insecure boyfriends, but um, usually it just comes down to like like, are you like chill? Like I'm, it's really just being able to vibe, you know, like, I don't know how to explain that, but it's like, you know, that as, as a model, you don't really pick people who are going to be jealous. You don't really pick people who are going to be in a, like not okay with your lifestyle. However, my whole thing right now in this current dating scene, usually athletes, they're like really sought after and I could, but again, like I don't really have that kind of time because I would have to completely deviate from my path to be getting one of those. So essentially why in these, in this time frame of my life you, you caught me at like some of the hardest times because I don't really want to search for somebody that I really like right now until I've achieved my own success. That's what got in my in the way of my relationships before is the fact that I wasn't fully established and I went over the top caring about this person when this person completely saw all of my necessities invisible a lot of times, you know, so like my necessities kind of came second because they got accustomed to being like cared after that way. And I realized how important it is to nurture your, you know, individual that you're with. So if I can't do that, and I can't be the best that I can be for you, chances are, I'm not going to want to give my full self to you. Right. So right now, it's really just being like strict about it. Because the sooner I can get through this process, the sooner I can actually think about being in uh, going after maybe an athlete if I want to. But it just comes down to: Am I going to be certain that that's like, am I like sure of myself before I can confidently go for somebody who I know, if 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 he fucks up, he's the one that fucked up. It wasn't me.
1: Yeah, I I know
0: because I made sure that I was on point. It's you, not me. Yeah, it's
1: you, not me. Always, it's always you, not me. Yeah, that's how I feel. Make
0: that make that clear. It's always you, and it's never me.
1: Gang, gang, baby, for real. Well, in Always you. <laughs> yeah. that's actually really interesting. So you like black guys or black guys or white guys?
0: Um, I'm actually not. Um, I don't have a preference.
1: No preference. No
0: preference. I love dating. So you gotta choose.
1: I've gotta choose.
0: I mean, I don't have. I don't. You don't
1: like, know. You don't care. You're, she's I taking a know, mixed guy dude. now. I
0: will literally.
1: Just like it's been eight months, damn it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You get very particular about how you date out here. I mean, like, I'm literally thinking, damn, dude, like, should I just, like, pop through, like, go to the coast of France real quick, you know? Pop it really quick? No? No, that's a bad idea. That's
1: a definitely bad idea. That sounds like a trip to urgent care for some chlamydia yeah later. totally
0: that's why it's like because <laughs> like that's the, that's where your mind goes you're like well i can't have sex with anybody here well i did one's a piece of shit honestly they're gonna talk about it
1: i did personal assistant work for some nba uh players and, and coaches and i i've i've been lucky enough to be around that and in that space for um, a pretty extended period of time and um yeah man um obviously no names on this but my one boy he fucks he fucks
0: <laughs> and
1: and it is like it was impressive man like there's times, wow. there times where there are times where i would no pick fun. a girl up or i'd drop a girl at the airport from the house and then i would just circle the airport and pick up another one i'm not playing oh my I'm god! i'm being dead serious and see, he,
0: that they exist
1: oh they so, they exist
0: see out here um by the way i'm a lady um you know You don't shit where you eat okay you have to be tied out here now i can't always promise if i'm on vacation i'm going to be on my best behavior we're not We're. i don't know what i'm going to get into because that's the whole point of vacation is you're supposed to let it go we'll tell by your instagram story where it is so toxic because your your house i mean your the drawers in your house and there's nothing in the house that can't be presentable to another human because of how much like your aesthetic counts out here too Like you're not going to be, people yell at me all the time. They're like, well, you know, like I would just need like a better car or whatever. And I'm like, honestly, no, you don't. Like the coolest people I think have like normal like town cars. It's like makes more sense. Yeah. And like, of course, like if you want like a nice car, like that you take to an event, that's cool too. But it's like, it's more just to say that you have it because you kind of, it's like a necessity to be like, you have to be making at least five to six K a month to be making it out here.
1: Oh, I'd say more than that. Oh
0: yeah, like yeah. but I mean, for me, like I can't. Because I make more than that. Below. But
1: fuck, dude, I struggle out in Cleveland.
0: I have no clue how I make it. I, 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 genuinely, I, especially recently, I have no fucking idea how I do it. Like, don't ask me for advice, because it's usually fight or flight response.
1: Do you have an OnlyFans? No. Wow. So do a lot, because a lot of models do.
0: No, I try to reach out to like benefit. cosmetics or like whatever yeah and i'm like hey brand we're gonna get a brand deal okay you you, you don't it's not a choice it's not a choice okay it's just not
1: we need a brand other brand deal otherwise i'm gonna have to sell a picture of my ass for 50 bucks
0: look i mean you might have said no but i'm about to do this commercial i'm about to beat everybody out on your instagram bitch that's (laughs) how that's gonna go Listen, if that bitch is putting on lipstick and her swaggity ass is making fucking 10K off of your post, well, excuse me, move. What, you said no? What? It's wild. Well, let Dude. me flip my hair real quick. Olivia, let's do this thing. We'll split the earnings, bitch.
1: <laughs> Olivia texted me last night. She's like, unless you want to spend three to five grand. And I'm like, I would literally rather shove three to five grand up Ubi's ass and have to watch it. <laughs> oh
0: my god no
1: there's no way but um no i wish every podcast was this fun you're too chill man
0: really no i love it oh my god yeah so for happy. real i know
1: this is great
0: yeah i'm like a you know i used to be a chill like i used to be you know you, you know that like one scale for like women yeah you know the crazy scale oh uh, i know I used the crazy to be scale like that that unicorn is how i used to feel i was like That's damn okay. bro i'm fucking honestly i'm it and then you know and then you know the pandemic happened and I think I just became a crazy 10 and now actually the fact that I am so chill actually does kind of make you crazy because you have to be chill it's like I call it the ragdoll method okay okay when shits okay so if you're about to hit a bag of bricks okay if you're about to eat shit so bad usually the best thing to do is to relax because if you tense up you're going to break everything but if you relax, you're less likely to break bones. Okay. So it's my ragdoll method is when you're eating shit, just let it fucking fly. Let it fly. And then you know what? You got to be cool enough to own it after. Like you got to be like cool enough to sell your story. Like I've done some questionable things in this city. When it comes around, I mean, God help me. But you know, I'm, a, I'm about to have some swag doing it. I'm not going to, like...
1: You're a badass bitch, man. I'm I'll re- tell you I don't what. I have no
0: idea what I did, but I don't know how it's going to come out. But if I do become really recognized...
1: <laughs> I'm going to recognize you. <laughs> Just shout your boy out.
0: It's, you know, like, you're going to have to be able to vibe appropriately and not, like, take everything... Excuse me, but
1: up to ass. So. so is that important then, too, then? So, like, you're trying to network with certain people, but you also don't want to necessarily go out alone. So is it really hard and is it re- are you really particular about who you bring with or pr- who you bring where um, because of their vibe?
0: It's just like their ability to talk to people and what it is like are what what is your purpose? What is your why behind why you're going out?
1: I love fuck. that question. What is your why? What That's a really good why? one. Yeah. Like, like
0: what that. what's your purpose? Like why are you out here? Are you out here to get fucked the fuck up and pop some pussy? Or are you out here I mean it's, it's a mirage. You usually don't ever. But or are you gonna be out there to go talk to uh, you know, a really, really important uh, runway editor or like a Vogue editor? Are you out there chasing the editor to talk to so that you can get your shit published? Or are you out there, you know, twiddling your thumbs, you know, talking to people that honestly will not help you. It's like you don't really, when you go out, you have a a usual group that takes you out. You have a promoter, a table, or, you know, you like, for example, supermodel management at the maximum event, we had our own table, you know? And that's usually the click that I usually like to stick to when I'm going out in the scene. I usually stick to the models because we're there usually for a good time and business. I mean, we're, we're notorious for... We will still get lit, you know? But we yeah. We were not going to be like...
1: I want to be at that table. Not
0: there to like do what we're there to do. Like I'm here to meet that editor, and we need to talk to them, and we'll just link up, and then it's good. And you become closer because you've partied with the correct people.
1: Are you one of those people... Because I know I am. I try to mold myself to be closer in line with their values. I mean, I'm still, I am still have strong morals and stuff like that. Uh, not values. I try to align with their personality.
0: Adaptation. Adapt and be water.
1: Yeah, I try every time. Is that. I couldn't imagine out here because I'm sure a lot of these editors and stuff like that mm-hmm. and agents, they probably have a bazillion people coming up to them. Um, Is it hard to continuously mold, especially when you're in a room full of them?
0: Well, it just depends on what value you give a conversation with this person. You have to kind of be able to look at it from multiple different perspectives. To be moldable is not to be, oh, you sold your soul, you're being like everybody else. It's more or less understanding, okay, I understand that you might have feelings. Like I said, you have your vision, but you're going to have to forfeit a part of yourself for that marketing aspect and it's because of the. it's like when I tell you hey I'm motivating you to get to your goal now if you, I, I can't promise I can promise you to, that I'll get you from point A to point B you might not like how yep. but you're gonna get there and you need the right kind of motivation because it's hard like I said if everybody were to do it you know you just have to be okay with molding or let's say I like one of your characteristics I would like to take that for myself like I see you as somebody who I would want to lift myself up with and not break myself down with it's not what I don't have it's being able to say how can I be more like you
1: see I love that you're so glass half full you know that's one of the first things I realized when I met you I was like this girl glass half full whole time you know even when shit is not good you know yeah. Like course. when like we go into two different coffee shops, you know, one of them's closed and the other one's closing in 10 minutes. Olivia is just running us all around. I'm,
0: uh, you don't even get to drink your coffee. We don't get to drink our coffee
1: and we're just struggling. Because
0: I'll just be knocking it. <laughs> a- I'm just spilling all of Oh, my yeah. I forgot.
1: Yeah. So, guys. I don't guys, my that
0: full. The glass, the glass is full. Bro, the <laughs> glass was
1: empty when that got done.
0: <laughs>
1: we're So, guys, yesterday we were getting coffee. Um and Liv, who's producing and filming and editing a lot of this, is um, drinking her coffee peacefully with her computer. And Sophie just comes up and just smacks her coffee right into her fucking face. <laughs> goes all over the table, almost ruined the Mac. Not good. Sorry, it was a blonde moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. Was, so you used to I'm be baby blonde. Giraffe. Comes with this price. <laughs> yeah, I'm a baby. I'm a baby giraffe. giraffe. I just like, kind of waddle around, and sometimes it's hard to control these motherfuckers. Like, dude, it's a six-two wingspan. It, it's not a. You draft. have a
1: six-two wingspan. Yes. No. What? Can you dunk?
0: Yeah, I'm good at you, all sports.
1: You look athletic.
0: I will fuck shit up. You
1: got some killer eyes. You like Thank when you. you when she stares at me, she stares into my soul.
0: Yeah, a lot of people say that.
1: That's awesome. I'm kind of jealous. Mine are like light blue eyes. Like I'm a nice guy.
0: No, actually, those are the scariest ones.
1: They better be. I like that.
0: Those are the scariest ones. The pale blue eyes are the ones you want to run away from. Yeah,
1: you fucking hit the nail on the head again, dude. I'm a Pisces too. Oh shit. I am. (laughs) Yeah, not fucking good. Um, That's crazy. What is your um? What's your next goal? So, or, or actually, I'm gonna rephrase that. When you make a goal, are you? making short-term goals or multiple short-term goals and one long-term goal how do you work that because i'm assuming you have little goals that you achieve but you have a, a long-term goal Baby. down the road
0: i'm a pusher i'm a doer i'm a gold digger
1: oh i like that goal a goal gold digger, digger. yeah oh oh i'm gonna use that yeah, a goal gold digger, digger. That's let's right. go no
0: so for me it's just like make a five-year plan if it's something really big like if you have really big dreams you got to be be able to like at least reach milestones so within my successful career i mean like i didn't do any of that and now i'm realizing that even if i write it down on a on a on a calendar even though it's a rough draft and you might not always make that plan set a goal like let's say okay i don't know how or why but i need to be able to sell or pitch to at least 80 brands and out of those 80 brands i need to be able to make like at least four grand this week i don't have a choice Okay, so you really, really, really do practice those skills to like you, where you, you never ask, you don't ask like you, you provide like in sales, for example, you always provide like, why, why do you need, why do you need me? And so you, you create that demand. So you have to create your demands as you go. And that's what it essentially means to have a goal. Like, you make other people need you so that they can help you achieve your goal.
1: That's really cool. That's a great way to put it. I agree. Yeah, we were talking about, like... Um,
0: this is the psychological mindfuck of a podcast.
1: Isn't it, though?
0: Yeah.
1: We're here to fuck you up. It's like a therapy session. So session but you don't have to pay for it. It's the best part. <laughs> um, yeah, that's crazy. That's That's actually insane that you have experienced so much. And you're 27? Yeah what at what time does a model age out at what time is there like I'm so
0: grateful for this because now it's like cool to be you know bubble butt it's cool to be stick skinny it's cool to be a plus size model it's cool to be 65 and a supermodel so you Dude, can do this as long as you fucking want
1: i love the mills
0: now now it's like all right but ideally yeah i want to make my first like solid mill by 29
1: that's a really good goal. That's a really good goal.
0: I want to be able to get there before 30.
1: What's your, um, when do you have a shoot next?
0: i was supposed to have one today. Oh, really? But um, it didn't really do anything. I mean, right after this, I'm going to go ahead and actually film some of the castings that I have to film.
1: Oh, are those what you were reading to me yesterday? Yeah. That shit is funny. So, this is what Sophie gets basically. Actually, let me let you explain it because I don't want to fuck it up. So, please explain what you have to do during these.
0: Well, this is like, the, like this is just like a small one. Oh, this is for Lululemon. They want me to double dutch.
1: Yeah, like that's. So, I don't
0: know where I'm going to find people. I mean, the whole setup. It's, it's Again, it's how bad do you want this? You
1: could do like, it, it right outside commercial. your. You could do it right outside your apartment here Uh, on the the sidewalk.
0: And usually this is how these castings go. You have to be able to be, you know, be water. So if if this is just a casting, like it's not guaranteed, but you have to spend about seven hours editing, popping wheelies, swallowing hot dogs on the Eiffel towel, while popping out of a fucking cannon with chicks. Like, I don't know. Like, it's literally what they want models to do now. So now I have to go, if they ask you, can you can you double dutch and you can't double dutch you say yes absolutely i'm gonna
1: figure it out we're,
0: we're yeah it. i'm athletic enough I'll, I'll learn in a day so i
1: think a lot of people make that mistake though i think a lot of people will be like oh i'm not experienced enough for that it's like yeah, yo no. dude you take the opportunity and you fuck <laughs> it all the way up all you want and go learn something dude
0: and more often than not people will admire your confidence more oh yeah because it's, it's funny like if I can't do a death growl, yeah, I can.
1: <laughs> I have to see this video. It's oh fucking hilarious. Oh my god! It's... What's the most have you ever gotten something that you had to do or you were asked to do? Um, so basically, what you have to do is somebody sends you something. You have to read the script and make a video of it, and then do you send it in and they approve it?
0: Yes, yeah, so you script it and then you send it to the person that's connecting with all of those castings, casting directors. And then they send your video in and you either hear a yay or a nay. Uh, the other day I did VR bikini yoga. So that's oh, nice. A thing. That's a whole thing with immersive shopping as well. So that's wait, to get virtual
1: into. reality bikini yoga? Yeah, that was
0: like one of those things where you wouldn't realize just how gnarly it is to have cameras on every single part of your body as you're doing. I mean, it's it's ingenious, honestly. It's, great. it's a great YouTube series. It's very very challenging too. But I was like this is this is where life is going now.
1: What did you wear for a VR just a bikini the whole just time? Just a
0: bikini and we're doing like intense yoga. Really? Yeah.
1: And is is it, it's a commercial or is it going to be an ad of some sort?
0: No, it's it's literally like a yoga class.
1: Oh, like you and are you in see, the yoga. Yeah. Oh, no way! That's sweet.
0: It's called VR bikini yoga.
1: I'm about to hit some yoga with you one of these days. Oh Let's God. go. I still
0: haven't seen that video. I mean, the shit that you know. This is the kind of stuff that you do. Not realize as a model, like you end up in situations, but like, it's not that bad. So
1: what's that leads me to this? What's your most uncomfortable situation? That would like gonna... that
0: would top that. I was pretty. Wasn't prepared for that, you know, but. Again, it's like it's still cool. I mean, it's nothing bad about it. You just kind of aren't used to that many cameras being able to hit that many angles. Like, like now you just kind of got to. Like, go are we
1: talking like, it. like you got cameras in your vagina angles?
0: Pretty much. Man, what are you gonna do with that? <laughs> what, what? I'm gonna be ever, doing
1: yoga. It's like, oh, do there's you Sophie's ever need vagina. Do
0: yoga in a bikini.
1: You don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> think about this what's gonna get more most most views like
1: yeah at the end of the
0: day like it's it's you know like I said if you need to go double Dutch in a bikini um, and and you know pop pop a wheelie on a Harley Davidson while swallowing hot dogs then if they ask if you can do that for $300 more often than not no you can't and no you won't but it's gonna bother you because you're not gonna pass up the opportunity so you're gonna damn well try (laughs)
1: If I ever see a commercial of you riding a motorcycle, eating (laughs) hot dogs,
0: I'm probably going to end up in a position. It's
1: going to be something like that.
0: Yeah. um, I'm definitely. I have no idea. Um, Oh, I'm going to be in a liquid death commercial. I still.
1: I I hear. So I found out liquid death. It's a sparkling water, right?
0: Yeah. It's like supposed to. That's another thing with a whole,
1: you know. I always say that there's a lot of people out there that want the best for you, but don't necessarily believe in you right right um how have you dealt with that when you're like i'm a model i'm sure you've ever gotten the response or gotten the look of like oh okay you know what i mean or whatever it might be um how do you deal with that and then um how do you just kind of push those people to the side a little bit and say "Mm, what you think really doesn't matter to
0: me well yeah it's all about who's with you and who's not with you a lot of the time you know somebody might think that Projecting their insecurity on your lifestyle or the way that you need to live your life to achieve your goal is Just the way that they need to see it for them to be accepting or you know, whatever So it's one thing to believe in you, but it's another thing to believe in how you get there for me I mean personally if you have a goal a to B, if you can get there Freaking get there because you're not going to be a happy satisfied human until you do So if somebody has a problem with it, either A, they're going to help you, or B, they're just going to be those talker shitters, Mm -hmm. shit talkers. Yep. Like, do you you really need that in your life? No. So then you just deviate paths. Because honestly, you don't need that kind of negativity in your life. Do you? No. Leave that shit behind. Fuck these people.
1: I agree. I agree. You know,
0: like, no. Like, if if you're not going to be there to support me and help me, like, fix problems... there's no reason for you to be here
1: and I had to make some of those tough decisions too even with family it's like you know what like if you don't want to take time to figure this out then see you later you know and it's not meant to be mean it's it's no hate it's just I got to do me
0: that's precisely how I feel and it's not like I I'm an adult you know done pretty well for myself I'd have to say Um, Mm -hmm. I'm proud of me I don't know about you I'm but I'm a confident individual. Like I'm I happy. think you're
1: killing it, man.
0: I'm happy with the with how it's turning out and it's only when I decided to leave other people's opinions at the door that I started to make moves. Like okay. I just got you just can't care. You just cannot care and you only have to be selectively accepting of whose criticism or critique it is that you gave like, or take.
1: I get that. Yeah. I, that's a really good answer. That's yeah. a really good answer. So, um I guess we're going to wrap it up here. So um, I ask everybody this. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a two-part question. So on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, uh, how would you rate your happiness with 10 being the highest? And then if you're not a 10, um, what do you think you you can do to get closer to being a 10 on the happiness scale?
0: I'm going to go ahead and say... Because,
1: but, are you happy?
0: I'm going to go ahead and think for my future self and say that I am a 10 happy Okay. because I did achieve everything that I wanted to achieve. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's how that needs to go. I mean, struggle is real, but it's part of the process. You just have to love that process. So I'm going to have to love it and be happy about it because this is the route that I chose. So I'm going for it. So I'm going to go 10 happy. But am I happy? If I'm not now, all the time consistently i will
1: be see i like that you have glass again back to it glass half full everybody yeah it's so important
0: otherwise i mean you got to look forward to something
1: yeah that is so important that you see the world that way and then the way you approach things and you're i I didn't find you staying out at all i know you saw that before where people might be intimidated by you um but you are you're smoking hot Thank model you. and yeah, so like I see where the intimidation come in. Um, but you're just nothing but kind, and I so appreciate you coming on and taking the time today because okay. I know you're busy.
0: No, I'm happy to be heard. I'm. Well,
1: we're real. gonna we're gonna do this again at some point. I'll be back you're, out here.
0: You made my first podcast. Yo, experience.
1: let's awesome. go! You're the fucking best. Yes, you're the best.
0: Yes, thank you so much. It was so much gang, fun. Gang,
1: gang, baby, we're in good shape. Gang, gang. All right, thank you, everybody. We'll see you later. All right. Till next time.